everyone, and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Charles Kaufman, your host and senior editor of Cargo Facts, and this is our weekly wrap for what's happening in the industry the week of March 19th. And before we begin, I'd like to thank our sponsors and advertisers, Ankara International, AEI, C-Cubed Aerospace, EFW, and IPR Conversions. I'm joined today by Jeff Lee, our associate editor. And here are the biggest news items from our editorial team this week. We reported a couple freighter aircraft transactions this week related to the reactivation of some older 747 freighters. I'm not talking 747-400 production freighters, but rather a 1991 vintage 747-400 BCF, which was acquired by UAE based Aqualine International, and a second nose-loading 747, but a 200 variant from the 80s, if I'm not mistaken, owned by another UAE-based company, Global Service Solutions, and operated by Moldova-based FlyPro. Jeff, with these aircraft coming into service, are we really starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel here with these reactivations? That's one way to put it. And actually, there was another one, um, another Aquiline aircraft, actually, a 400 BDSF that uh, Belarus-based Ruby Star started flying. Um, and this one was the one that had been stranded in Kazakhstan for a while after being after the demise of Air Cargo Global. But yes, this uh, and this continues the theme of wide body freighters being brought out of storage. Um, and that theme has been, we first saw signs of that uh, around, well, a year ago now. And many of these have tended to be older converted freighters. Uh, so now we have record, almost record low numbers of, of parked uh, freighters, especially when it comes to wide bodies. Um, and FedEx, for example, we now know that they're delaying the, the retirement of MD-10s and Lufthansa, we know, had expected to stop flying their MD-11s um, last year, but now they will, uh, they'll be taking them out this year. The only anomalies, I would say, um, to that are the two Saudi 747-8Fs that are still parked in the desert and the two China Airlines uh, 747-400 freighters that are also parked in, in the desert. And, um, and so it's, we'll see whether there's, there's any movement on that front. Can you just remind me why those aircraft are still parked? The Saudi ones, it's a less, less clear why, but they were the, there was earlier um, frames and I would guess that they're asking too much for them. And as for the China Airlines frames, we know that at least one of them um, had, well, because they've been parked for a while, they, a good amount of engineering and maintenance needs to go into to making sure that they're able to fly again. But I think, I think with one of them, um, engine uh, issues, I think. But, Overall, on the on the theme of fleet growth and, and previous generation freighters, 
we're seeing uh, quite a bit of activity involving 737 classics in, in Southeast Asia, aren't we? Um, particularly Indonesia. So just uh, what are some of the, the highlights there? Yeah, so there, there are some interesting new startups uh, that we've seen in recent months. And we've also seen some existing carriers move into larger gauge equipment. Um, so this week we reported on Rimbun Air, which added its first jet freighter at the end of February um, when it took delivery of a 1993 vintage 737-300 that was previously operated by China Postal Airlines. Uh, Rimbun is a, a carrier that uh, had previously operated turboprops and um, yeah, they're, they're moving into to jet freighters. Um, this reminds me a bit of Polita Air Service, uh, which last year began operating a pair of ATR-72-500 freighters on behalf of Ancasa Pura Logistics. Uh, and, and this carrier recently told Cargofax that, you know, they're, they're planning on adding, adding narrow body freighters as well. Um, I don't believe they've, they've settled on the equipment type, but they're evaluating both the, the classics and even the, the 800s. Um, we also saw a, another Prater um, enter service with a cargo operator uh, this, this week, a passenger freighter. I'm sorry, Jeff, I, I know you're not a fan of the term Prater. <laughs> uh, Trigana Air is preparing to put this reconfigured 737-300 um, that has had seats removed uh, into service for another Indonesian delivery company, JNT Express. Uh, and then... You know, there, there are a few other carriers in, in Indonesia um, that are, they've added to, to their fleets in the, in the past year or so, uh, MyIndo Airlines and, and Tri-MG. Uh, and they have signaled to us that, you know, in the future, fleet growth will likely favor the 737-800 uh, rather than the classics. But again, nothing is set in stone. And, you know, if we look beyond... Indonesia, um, you know, to, to Malaysia, uh, there are a, a number of, of other uh, startups, restarts, restructures, and um, new beginnings for, for cargo carriers. So um, Cargo Express is, is a, a new startup. They're leasing uh, a 737-400 freighter from Valair. MyJet Express, with, which is affiliated with, with MyIndo Airlines. And thus the, the similar naming scheme there, uh, recently added a, a 737-400. And then World Cargo Airlines, which uh, is the, the restructured ven venture that grew out of, um, you know, what was formerly the, uh, the air arm of POS Malaysia, the Malaysian Post. And so they continue to fly this aircraft on behalf of the post, and they added a 737-800 to their certificate, which is expected to enter service uh, eminently. So uh, quite a lot to, to monitor there. Uh, that's just Malaysia and, and in Indonesia. There are certainly other uh, carriers in the region that, um, you know, that are exploring narrow-body freighters and so this is a topic that we'll be continuing to cover and, and will certainly come up at Cargofax Asia uh, next month, which is, is going to be presented as a, as a virtual presentation. Uh, you know, so 
we're, we're seeing some of these, these aircraft um, coming out of um, fle the fleets of, of, you know, many Chinese operators. What does the pipeline for 737-300 freighters look like in, in Asia, Jeff? Well, we know that various carriers in, in mainland China are 737-300 operators, but we also know that in this past year, some of them have, have started taking the 300s out of their fleets. For example, China Postal Airlines, which we just talked about, um, and China Central Longhao Airlines. These two have, apart from just taking out 300s, they've also taken in 800s uh, to replace those. So as more and more 800s get converted and re-delivered, it's likely that more will be making their way into mainland China. And as a kind of cascading effect, the older 300s and 400s um, are likely to, to be taken out. And obviously not all of them will be heading down to Indonesia or Northern Malaysia or Southeast Asia, because for example, we saw what who widely owns 300s making their way to, uh, to Kinshasa and they're now with Surveyor. So um, it's, it's interesting. And we also know, for example, that Sapana Airlines has uh, a few uh, part uh, 300s. So, you know, we'll see where those go. Um, and considering the number of numbers of 800s that many lessors uh, have on order, it's, it's, you know, it's quite likely that at least some of them will be um, joining the fleets of China-based carriers. So, and yeah, kicking off that replace replacement effect and renewal, fleet renewal. Quite a lot to monitor. It will make for uh, an interesting narrow body freighter fleet analysis. When is that coming together, by the way, this year? That is coming together as we speak and will be in the next issue of, of Colorfax. All right, and, and looking back at this week, what are some of the other top freighter aircraft transactions from the week? So of course, it's not just uh, 737s and 747s that are in the spotlight because all freighted, nearly all freighter types are you know, very much in demand these days. And USA Jet Airlines, has placed three orders, three conversion orders with AEI for the three MD-80 freighters. We know that this carrier is has all the DC-9s and some 27s and they use them for uh, time critical movements and automotive shipments. Um, and we know that actually USA Jet Airlines has already acquired six MD-80s from, from Delta. And so I think they may be exercising those those three options. You already mentioned the narrow body freighter fleet analysis, but what else is on tap for next week? It's also interesting because it's now been a full year since the uh, the start of passenger freighter operations, widespread passenger freighter operations, and so there's quite a lot to to look into when it comes to a whether. Airlines are still doing it. Um, I mean, many of them are, but we'll be looking at some of these operations and comparing uh, some numbers across many, uh, many airlines around the world. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, 
certainly a, a lot to uh, to prepare for. And that about does it for this episode of Cargo Facts Connect. Thank you for joining us for the weekly wrap. For more multimedia content like this, check out CargoFacts.com and search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you find your podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Charles.